Charlotte Zimbali. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It is a beautiful February 17th, 2016, and I am one-fourth of the Skywatchers team. I am DCS, a.k.a. Woo-woo, a.k.a. Crystal, and if you can hear us galactically, intergalactically, interdimensionally, what up? How you guys doing? Can we get a ride in your spaceship? No? Okay, whatever. Uh, I am joined tonight. I, th- I think the answer should be yes. I think we should have immediately gotten beamed into space, and we, we should have just went off air. You know, That's what I, I, I feel like. That just proves that there are no aliens, because they did not come get us. I, you know what? I, I, you know what? Bad Squatch. You're right. Bad Squatch well, on aliens. That's it. The show's over. Okay, here's, a, here's a better one. What do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> He's gonna do. Yeah. The the guy with there the bad jokes, everybody, is the jackal's heterosexual life mate, who we sincerely miss, and AKA the other guy. Say what's up, other guy. What's up, the other guy? That's, By the way, that's... you're supposed to do the greetings and salutations. That's like ja- that, that, that's the angels I, I, intro. I know you wanted to mix it up a little bit, that's but angels. I honestly no. think. This show must keep protocol and do oh, really? greetings and salutations. From okay, so you think so? You, so you think that I have to say Jackal's intro is what you're telling me? Uh, did I say that? I guess I did. Yeah, yeah. You did say that. Okay, you know what? I'll do that. I will. I will okay. totally chat. You know. You know. You know. You know what? We're gonna take no, a no, poll. We're what, gonna what, take what? a fan poll. If you who have been listening to Skywatchers Radio forever think that I should open up the show the way that Angel opens up the show, or if we should leave that as like the way Angel opens the show because it's Angel's thing. You should tell us in the chat, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're everywhere. Skywatchers Radio. The other half of the Skywatch. That's right. The other half of the Skywatchers team is the awesome Danny. Say what's up, Danny. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes are calling. Danny boy, Danny Danny left. Where did Danny go? Is Danny going to be like our ghost? Okay, I swear there's a Danny. Danny's here. We don't know where Danny went, but Danny's here. Danny Uh, went to Denny's. Maybe Danny. Actually, oh, he left. He actually hung up on us. Uh, Like, I know. What's up with that? Anyway, whatever. We have the amazing, (laughs) our news correspondent. He did not slap his wife, Chris Brown. I didn't slap her. I just this week. Not this week. You're really kind of scaring me with the finger biting. Maybe it's because I watch too much CSI and like Criminal Minds. I'm starting to think like you've got some like person in your basement. Do you have somebody in your basement, Chris? It rubs the know. lotion. I don't have a basement here. Chris, does it rub the lotion? 
Chris, it rubs the lotion, doesn't it? It does. It rubs the lotion. It rubs the lotion. It rubs the lotion. Okay. Danny's coming back. We're getting Danny back. So we've got... Danny was having issues, so I think that's why I had to hang up. And so, yeah. Okay. Danny's back. Danny, are you back? Oh, wait, I'm ringing. It's ringing. So Danny should be back in a second because he told me to re-add him. Um, We assume that we have a great guest tonight. We're... We're like 50% We're hopeful certain. That we have We're hopeful. We're hopeful yeah. that we have a guest tonight. We're like 50% certain we have a guest tonight. If we don't, I'm hearing an echo. I think it's coming from Danny. Um, if we don't, we'll figure something out. Well, you know, we've got our news guy. We might open the phone lines to you all in the second hour. So you maybe can tell us what you want to hear on Skywatchers Radio this year because we love listening to you guys who are out there on Twitter and who are in our chat room and hang out with us. We love you guys. At least I do. I think the other guy might love you too when he's not trying to sell you something. Hey, I had I didn't sell anything last week, and I'm not selling anything this week. Well, maybe I could sell something this week. But you're fired. You know. <laughs> you're what? fired. Do your job. Do your. That's the only reason Jesse listens to us now is so you will sell him something. It's my sure. job to generate enough money to keep this radio station going. That's right. That right. That's right, folks. That's why you have to buy the something. stuff that you know will actually work. That's mm-hmm. right. This is not. Do we know it'll actually work. Well, you know, there's there's the vegematic, the passomatic, the dicer slicer. It mm-hmm. what is it? It dices, it slices, it circumcises. It's the ginju. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, I don't. Thank you for the sound effects. That was amazing. That well, was absolutely here's the amazing. Joke of the day. You know why Jewish oh, no. women always like Jewish guys? Uh, I don't. I don't even want to encourage this. Okay, go tell me. They like anything that's half off. Mm-mm. <laughs> So wrong. <laughs> it's just, oh God! Hell, aliens help us. That one in the top shelf. I know. <laughs> I want that bad. Um, I am told that Nancy Burns is not feeling well, so we will not have a Nancy Burns experience tonight, which I am super sad about feel because I love. Nancy. I know. Nancy's feel better, Nancy. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. So feel better, Nancy. Sending lots of love and good juju. Um, our, our fearless leader, Angel, is still on hiatus. He's dealing with some life problems. So everybody send Jackal a lot of love and happy emails and flood his Facebook page with love and good thoughts and tell him how much you miss him. And he'll be back soon. But he's, you know, he's dealing with life. Sometimes life happens. And, you know, we'll keep his uh, we will keep his seat warm for him. That's I know right. the other Why guy misses his husband. First and we take care of it's him. true. Because he's family to us. That's right. He is family to us. So you guys want to rename the show and just kick him out? <laughs> tempting. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but the first person that wants to throw that out there can, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm all with three other dudes, so can we call it like DCS and her men's? Can we, can we rename the show that? No? No. No, 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 we can't. Okay, no, DCS no. and her men's, aka the Nancy Burns experience. That sound like a bad porno. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like <a> horrible one. <laughs> There's Danny. Say what's up, Danny. You're good now. What's up, Danny? And <laughs> he's I alive. Hope... Alive, I tell you. Yeah, I, I heard myself uh, get introduced, and then I heard click. But, uh... <laughs> you know that happened to me at the last 15 minutes of the show, and no one dialed me back in. I thought you just hung yeah, up. We didn't I, I mean, no, we I figured you just left. 
I got disconnected from you guys last week. <laughs> okay, and I had I'll, more stuff to talk about. And I'm I like, bet. Man. I'm sorry. I'm, I, okay, uh, that's, that's my bad because I saw that you kind of just dipped out. And yeah, last we heard you are Keeping it real. Right. You, that, that's not the first time you kind of just dipped out when you've had right. to dip out at the I'm end of the show. I dip out, so. I notify everybody in the group that's on Skype that I have to. True, so but you were on your cell phone, so you might have been unable to alert us that you had to dip out. No, I would I would have done something to notify you. You but, could have okay. gotten on Facebook and messaged us. You have us. Sure, on while I'm driving, I'm message. gonna type on you Facebook. Get me back in. No. <laughs> what the hell? You could have pulled over. You could have pulled over. Recalled us. You didn't call I us had back. Ten hours driving. You I was call not us gonna back. stop. But thanks for <laughs> suggesting it. That's okay. Well, we, we did miss you. What's boiling? What that's a, that's a long time driving. Them hemorrhoids would be boiling. Oh well, that's because I don't have that many pain in the asses that you do. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm not gonna have to edit this for Keith now because you no, said the no, A-word. no, no. It's one of the seven. It's not one of the seven words you're not allowed to say on TV. Oh, it's not one of the seven words. Okay, cool. No, it is not one of the seven words. Okay, well, no, then, then there that's are fine. seven words you're not allowed yeah, to say. On I didn't think there's anything wrong with the word hemorrhoid. I mean, that's no. Just you're you were fine, Mr. Brown. I'm talking about I'm talking about the other guy. The other guy's breaking the rules. I was not breaking the rules again. Mm-hmm. That it was not one of the words you're not allowed mm-hmm. to say on TV. And since we're not even regulated by normal uh, broadcast TV uh, by law. Um, you know, I could get away with saying other stuff, but obviously nope, we nope. choose not to because we are nice and gentle people. I I wouldn't go that far, I think. <laughs> I was trying to sound convincing you. You didn't have to ruin it. I'm well, sorry. We are trying to keep our time slot on Dark Matter. Right. Are we back on Dark Matter eventually? Yes, we are. We are on Dark Matter. Yeah, yeah, we're on Dark Matter too. So if you don't catch us live, you should catch us live because we're just awesome live. But if you don't, the archives, I get we get played on Dark Matter. So that's cool. I'm what happy. What night is that? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Eventually. The answer to that is eventually. eventually. Danny, do you have? Do you know when we're when we get broadcasted over on Dark Matter? I believe it's on Saturdays around midnight, but I will check the schedule. Oh, yeah, you mean we're crossing paths with, nice. and crossing the streams with, um, what's his name, that's from coast to wherever? Yes. Oh, the coast to coast guy? Oh, you said it, not me. I don't get in oh, trouble. Sorry. Okay. Little oh, sorry. Ray oh, of Sunshine? Oh, oh, oh. Am I, la- am I not allowed to say about? it? What do we call him, the mustache guy? What's, what's, I, I, I don't know. I think you're talking it's about Georgia the Jungle. It's not, you know, I don't know. What do we call it? You know, it's Georgia the Jungle. No, he doesn't do weekends. He who shall not be named. Is that what we call it? He who shall not be named. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how we do He who shall he not, who be, shall not be named. Which reminds me, you know, there's a new Harry Potter book coming out. Cool. Really? You know, I, okay, I think I'm, I know, <laughs> I want to care because everybody <laughs> keeps saying how like amazing the Harry Potter books are, but I just, it's not a series that I have any desire to read. I just don't. I want another it. Fifty Shades book. No, I'm just teasing. I don't want that either. No, I didn't read, no, okay, that's a lie. I read, <laughs> okay, here, there's a, there's a, there's a story here that I probably can't tell on air, but there was a reason that I was reading a chapter in it and I didn't even get through the chapter because the dialogue was horrible. I'm like, I read cool. all three books, so they're hot. What? Why? What? 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 <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I had a girlfriend at the time who wanted to mm-hmm. real right actual right. actualize okay. something. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't want to like because we are completely digressing from aliens, but maybe okay. this you know. This, but just if 
there are so many better books if that's the kind of thing that you want to get into. <laughs> like, I think it's awesome that women loved it and, and, you know, the world is now realizing that women have sex and we like kinky stuff, like that people didn't know that before, but whatever. We so, knew it, but they just I, I, respected her right. right. So, but I, there are just better ones if you're trying. Like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I think my favorite Fifty Shades meme is right. if um, he wasn't wait, a billionaire. On, who just sent this? Chris? Chris, I'm calling Batsquatch on it. Wait, 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 well, hang on. Oh, stop, stop. We're not, we haven't even got to the news yet. We were gonna, oh. we're gonna go on a break and then we're gonna do the news. We're gonna do this right. Okay, fine. Okay, anyway, as I was saying, my favorite mean is, is that if Christian Grey was not a billionaire, that whole show would be an episode of CSI. No, it would, whole, be, it, yes, would be, it would be, it would be a show of, it would be an episode would. of, uh, cops in the trailer park. Uh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, but, aren't you guys yeah, happy that you that. They're going to have it. They're going to have it yeah. after the very first. Part of Apparently, the, the woman who wrote um, who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey decided it's to write it from so Christian bad. Grey's perspective now, and that's the next three books. Oh God, I wish it... <sighs> it's just bad writing. I think that is my You're only. Right. It's, it's bad writing. It's 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 just bad. It's just bad. Twi- okay, Twilight it was a Twilight sucked, but it was a Twilight, Twilight was better writing than Fifty Shades of Grey was. It's just it's all it's just bad writing. It's just I can't. I don't understand. I don't understand what so many people like. It's horrible. Like you could literally go online. I could tell y'all some sites to go to where you could read better stuff for free. I'm just saying. I'm just, that's probably yeah, more than you wanted. Let to me know guess. About. You're gonna point out Literotica. It's a great site. <laughs> just saying. It's a great website. Anyway, all right, we're it's like way too much. This is so bad. This is so bad. Keep I think we need a whole nother show that's not on Dark we need, Matters. We need a whole just, to, just to discuss this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, hey, at least it's not the beep and the beep that we were talking about before. You know what I'm saying? That we, I don't remember what show that was, but it was a good uh, show too. Yeah, that was that yeah, was a good not, show. I thought that are, was a great show. Now we're talking course. about Fifty Shades of Grey and Literotica. But we are going to talk about aliens, ladies and gentlemen. And we just might have a guest in the second hour. We're going to take a quick commercial break because I've got them, so I'm going to play them, whatever. And then we'll be right back with Chris Brown and the news that the other guy wants to call Bat Squatch on. Come hang out with us in the chat room, in our Skype chat, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're Skywatchers Radio, and we will be right Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy, I, Caramba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.pcn.com. FutureTheater.com Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Every Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com 
The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said The George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes, that George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. And we're back. It is Skywatchers Radio, all up in your eardrums. I'm sorry, I had to. Okay, anyway, Chris Brown has news for us. We're going to jump right into it. Chris, dazzle us. I'm ready. Go. Well, I'm here to do some dazzling with my bat squatcher that I've already been eating. <laughs> so, Don't you let the other guy bully you. You tell us what you want well, to tell us. Well, this doesn't have a report to it, unlike some of the reports that I will get to here in a few. But this just has the video. In which I sent there, and you guys can look. And this is new, it says. UFO over the Great Wall of China, captured from three different angles in January 2016. I think it and was a Japanese, uh, I think it was a Chinese uh, CGI artist showing off what he yeah. I think so. I mean, he's got some skill. It looks cool. He's got some skill. He does. He's got I skill mean, in designing the ship, but blending it into the background. Maybe not blend, so much. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. the lighting is off. The pixelation is there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to, folks. Why don't you know you, what? It do looks like favor, a submarine post it up too. somewhere so that all our people in our uh, chat room and on Facebook uh, can am. take a look at this. Yeah. I am. I am. Yeah. I am. I got it. I'm putting it on. Uh, I just put it on the Twitter. I'm putting it on Facebook now. On uh, the Twitter, okay. you guys are like the twenties. Would on that uh, quick on the draw there. You 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 send me that link, Chris Brown, and I just send it out. That's what I do. I yeah. got you. I'm like, say, man, you're like Bruce Lee. Glad you got it because <laughs> I am having some serious internet issues here. Thank you, AT and T first. Damn those AT and Ts. Damn them. We yeah. got you, Daddy. Don't worry. I'm on it. No worries. Yeah, this is cool. You know what it looks like? It looks like a submarine in midair. Yeah, it, it almost does. looks so like something out of Finding thing. Nemo. Yeah, it looks kind of. I mean, it's a cool design, but I'm not. Well, not Finding it Nemo. That was wall. about fish. It looks like uh, Captain Nemo, like the Nautilus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I missed both. Thank you for thank you for fixing that. That was. You know, I don't even have the sound up because I don't want it to play. But all those people on the Great Wall does it. There is there even the sound effects of people screaming and looking up? Yeah, and yeah, really. No, so it's like silent. It's just a silent. I mean, come on, sell it. If you're gonna try, at least sell it a little bit more. Like, come on, (laughs) like do a better job. Do a better job if you're going to try to fool us all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's but I did, send, I did send another one here, and this is just a, a, from our good friends at Open Minds. I, I love my Open Minds, but this is Indiana Black Triangle UFO Witness asks, what would Fox Mulder do? Uh oh. What would Fox Mulder do? He would know. play the theme song. He would. I don't have it. Oh, my gosh. Why don't I have it? I will get it, and I will play it next week. I'm on it. it. I think you should do the G.I. Joe PSAs, but that's just mine. It says an Indiana witness at Fort Wayne wondered what would Fox Boulder do on the X-Files while watching a black triangle UFO that moved close to a busy highway in Hubbard. Uh, It says, according to the testimony case from the Mutual uh, UFO Network. It says, uh, the witness was out, was southbound along 
U.S. Highway 27, ooh, Highway 27, at 8.05 on April 4th, 2015, when the incident occurred, it said the sun had just set. Uh, not that long before the sighting happened, the witness stated, I saw a solid uh, light in the sky descending. My first thought was, is it a plane landing? Since there isn't an airport, uh, there is an airport, but not uh, but five miles away from the highway, he said. So it's like scroll down a little bit more. As you can see the pictures, it says, uh, says the witness uh, continued to watch the light, but notice it shifted its course away from the airport. At that point, I was starting to feel a little worried. I thought maybe something was wrong with the plane. But just a few seconds later, I realized it wasn't a plane at all. So anyway, it says the witness briefly considered uh, the object to be a helicopter until it moved directly over the road, stopped uh, quickly over a, a, a nearby tree line. It says, I know this is going to sound funny, but I thought, what would Fox Mulder do? So I pulled over in a nearby uh, median got out of my car and immediately noticed it was a triangle-shaped UFO. Said my jaw dropped that hit the floor. The, the thing just hovered over a tree right next to the busy highway, says the witness. Then surveyed the area and then noticed uh, there were no other cars slowing down or stopping to observe the incredible moment. I said it had red lights on the bottom and lights on the side of the craft said the red light was blinking no different than you would think that it would be a chopper plane. It says, uh, the blue light seemed to pause in and out. The UFO continued to hover a moment and then started moving again as it crossed the road again. It actually almost went over right over me. It says the witness became a little panicked at this moment. Blah, blah, I could keep going on. But, uh, yeah. You know- you know, okay, so here's my problem. My only problem with this is he says, what would Fox Mulder do? Fox Mulder would have taken a picture, bro. Yeah, Fox Mulder would have taken a picture, yep. He totally Fox Mulder would have had a, a camera phone, yeah. He would have taken a picture. So did this guy not have a camera phone? Because this is a great report, and I would love – I think that's the only – like I, I think it's great that witnesses are coming out and talking about their experiences. That's sure. wonderful. But something. even You know, even if it's blurry, like at least you tried. Like you told this whole story that you actually pulled over to the side of the road and watched this thing for however long and you didn't take a picture. Well, I'm actually one of those guys because, you know, on my account, that's what happened to me. I had it. I was just so damn scared. I was shaking so hard. I couldn't figure out what I was doing on the whole thing. I was (laughs) – it was a confused moment. But I get that where sometimes – That's fair. That's fair. I I, I – Okay, that's fair that you're that, but that scared that, when you see that, it. Okay, that, uh, that sounds like a little bit different of an experience that he had than what I had, though, because if he could, you know, I mean, if there would have been, if there was just nobody there when I had my my experience, and if this guy was saying right off the freeway and there's other cars going by, I mean, what would have happened to me? Right, that same thing, right off the freeway, everybody else would stop for sure, of course. Yeah, boom. But um, that's so, true. Yeah, you know, I could that, see that. I mean, because I think maybe the first time that I saw an alien, I'd probably crap my pants. I wouldn't reach for my cell phone. Maybe the second time. Maybe after it ran away, then I'd have video cameras up everywhere trying to see, like, a second occurrence. But I could see the first time just being – standing there shocked and not taking a picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've dropped some logic on the situation, Mr. Brown. I must reevaluate. Other guy, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this one. (laughs) 
No, no, no. You are the co-host. You have seniority here, so that means that you must speak. What do you want me to say except that, you know, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm sorry, show me the evidence. Show me non-CGI, show me non-altered real evidence. And, uh, you know, Great Wall of China didn't have it. Uh, this guy who's like in the middle of nowhere, well, I them sort of that thing triangle flying up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. was. Okay. But do, okay, so let me ask you the other guy. Do you think the first time you saw a UFO, your first instinct would be to take a picture? My first time I saw one, I, the technology wasn't there to have a camera, unfortunately. Oh, mm. that's no fun. Yeah. Boo. That's what I say. You're the crazy guy who goes on paranormal hunts, too. So, yeah, you don't count. You you probably would take a picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. just – You're um, that guy. Yeah. The rest of us are like, we're screaming. Like, we're, so, we're running around in circles, yeah, screaming and flailing. I did send another video, but unfortunately – Uh-oh. This one – well, it's, 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 it's a video. Okay. okay. But it's, okay. it's, it's, it's okay. a little bit of far away. Okay. And it says glowing sphere UFO drops object to ground level. Oh, it really? says, oh, yep, yep, yep. And, and here I am close to me. He's Washington witness at Spokane Valley reported watching and videotaping a glowing sphere that dropped, uh, um, to, to hover and appear to, uh, well, it, it, it dropped something according to the testimony case. So. It says what did it drop? Another sphere. Oh, yeah, it's just the spear laid an egg and dropped another. <laughs> that basically is what's happening. It's, it's what's, what's okay. Happening. I'm watching the video now while you read the article. Please continue. It's pretty far away. It says the witness uh, stopped outside, uh, stepped outside uh, onto a, a back porch. Uh, about 7 p.m. on January 26, 2014, and noticed a bright object that was yellow, red, and orange. It traveled um, toward our house uh, northbound, stopped, and changed direction to the east, so the witness stated. I called my family to witness the object. Says the witness described the light. Says uh, the object stopped, flashed very brightly several times, and then discharged something. So there was a glowing discharge from the bottom of the object. So the object lost its brightness, intensity, and then slowly went away. This is not the first time that the witness has seen this object. So this was the second time I have seen this object to, to do the exact thing in the near uh, in the nearly the same place. This is the first sighting uh, was further southeast uh, and farther away. This, this time it was close. Just move on, uh, state investigator James E. Clarkson, who for uh, everybody will be on Booster Theater Monday. It says this case is closed as as a unknown. So, yeah. The video I'm watching, I think, uh, I think uh, our our fearless leader Angel would call an airplane. That's kind okay. of what it looks. Yeah. Okay. yeah. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, link that I just sent. Um, anybody ever hear the stories and the rumors of UFOs flying into volcanoes and things like that? I yes. believe I've, I've seen, seen this videos, on but... Facebook. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to check this out. Okay. Uh, yeah, you want to take a look at this. This is actually a volcanic eruption somewhere in Latin America, and there are literally people on the side of the volcano just staring at it, watching it go up and, and explode. And I'm like, um, a, those people I don't are see, crazy. <laughs> I 
God, I, I have to share this video with everybody. What are those people doing? I have Why are they are just crazy. standing there? Why? Yeah, my, who just stands there while the volcano explodes? My problem is, is that I don't see a vehicle of how they got there. And I'm just wondering, did somebody know something? Like I said, what do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> okay. So okay. you are speculating then, other guy, that these people that are watching this volcano explode have been placed there by strange means. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just oh, saying no, that okay. I don't have an explanation. <laughs> but, but I think they're yelling, just, help! Help! We're stuck. <laughs> yeah, we're we're down we were rock climbing and, and now we're stuck. Help! You don't see them doing anything. Come on. They are literally. Okay, I, I gotta so admit, hang on. I'm watching the video. Amazing, amazing video. They're just like, yeah, here we are. Quick, get out the marshmallows. You know, I'm uh, just like, what? The that's... camera people I took them at the wrong way, thinking they were sitting there watching the view. They're probably trapped there. They can help, help, get me out of here. How come Please. you don't see them waving, saying, take me, pick us up? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have my sound on. I'm just watching the video. Is there, does a UFO come out of this, come out of this volcano, or am I just watching crazy people watch a volcano? No, you're no, just, just watching crazy people watch a volcano. I'm just watching crazy people watch a volcano. That is, gonna be shooting that's I know. Come on. Way to, way to get my hopes up, other guy. I'm like, crazy people watching a volcano plus UFO. I didn't get the UFO. Sorry, no UFO on this one. At least not that I saw. I know it's I didn't terrible. see one either. I know it is terrible. I would like to know what those people are doing out there, though. That is an, there's a lot of them, too. They hang on. One, two, three, four, five. Like we came six. here for the barbecue. <laughs> there are seven people on this cliff watching this volcano explode. Just, I'd be the people in the helicopter. I think that, that would be an amazing thing to watch from a safe distance. You know, not... it reminds me of the movie 2012 where you have yeah. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> saying, Woody Harrelson's oh, character here. was great. I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm like, wow. Chris, would you just stand on the edge of a volcano and watch it erupt like these crazy people? Of course, Chris. No, would. not unless I was uh, completely drunk yep. and, and out of my mind and, and the end of my life, and I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. Okay. Suicidal. What about you, Danny? Danny, yeah. how, how are you feeling about the volcano people? Danny's gone again. The, I feel the, like every time the, I... The volcano people, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> this keep, internet connection keeps going up and down, up and down. That's so annoying. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Danny, would you be one of the volcano people? Um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, Man, like, enthusiasm yeah, no. you have there, Danny, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he said it. It was very calm and just, yeah, no. Not it's doing like, it. Yeah, maybe mm, not. Yeah. Uh, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> A little bit more oomph in the voice. Are you more. crazy? <laughs> you the volcano people? What's wrong with you, other guy? We need to get the volcano people on the show. Other guy, your your new mission in life is to find They're those dead. volcano people. <laughs> They're, dead. They're dead. They didn't get rescued, and they inhaled all the poisonous noxious gases. No, 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 no. They got away, but they were extra crispy. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Oh, my goodness. All right, moving on. All right, so <laughs> okay, now here we go. After the week. Let's get, uh, let's get some. I do. I just sent one in there. Another he one. He and this it. is the. Yep, I did. I sent one in. Um, and this is the government has. It's lost more X Files. Government said it oh, yeah. has lost yeah. them. Well, that's yeah. It. They were on what? Hillary's what? server. 
<laughs> we're on Hillary's server. And, All right. Um, I'm very interested about this. Let's sorry. talk about this. Well, that's what's what's the truth. It says the government, it says related documents, uh, UFO related documents seem to have a habit of disappearing. It says this time the files belong to the defense intelligence, Hillary Clinton. Oh no. Um, uh, defense intelligence agency, uh, DA. DIA. DIA, yes. It says John Greenwald has been using the Freedom Information Act, FOI, to get formally classified documents from the government and to post them online for decades. He has begun his efforts while in high school in the 1990s and continues his efforts to this day. It says Greenwald was inspired to seek out these documents when he heard the UFO files that showed that the U.S. government's interest in a UFO incident in Iran that took place in 1976. Since the government claims it no longer had any interest in UFOs since it, after closing its official UFO investigation. Liars. Project, yeah, of course. Project Liars. 1969. He requested the document through the FOIA, requested it, and to his surprise and delight, received it. Oh. What? Wait, hang on. He requested a document from the government, actually got it, and it wasn't redacted yeah. to the point that he couldn't read it? Yeah, but that's it. See, they give it okay, to you. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. I'm ready. So it says the file and the process of, re- of receiving it, retrieving it, uh, fascinated Greenwald to the point where he spawned what has become a lifelong effort to re- receive formally classified files and post them on the Internet. Greenwald's website, theblackvault.com, now has over 1.3 million formerly classified pages of documents. In 1990, yeah, in 1996, in the response um, to a FOI, you know, request, Greenwald received nearly 250 files from the DIA. So, regarding UFOs, supposedly everything they had on the topic. However, several of the files were heavily redacted, meaning they oh, were that, that blacked, never blacked out yeah. sections, presumably because those portions contain information that still is considered classified. Occasionally, Greenwald um, requests that these files undergo a mandatory declassification declass, declass, review. Says the government is yep. This is the government is supposed to review. Here, scroll down on my computer. Oh, I lost it. I clicked out of it. <laughs> I got your back. I got your back. While you get it back, the government is then supposed to review oh, the previously declassified document to determine if redacted material can be unredacted due to the information that had previously been blacked out having since been declassified, which the government is not going to take time to do. It was an MDR of a classified document about spy planes that allowed the term Area 51 to be unredacted, thus making the existence of the super secret Area 51 military base official. Of course, that location had already been famous in UFO circles and pop culture. In 2014, Greenwald requested an MDR for the DIA documents he had obtained in 1996. In his inquiry, Greenwald included links to the download 
to download the files he had received from the DIA, which he now wanted reviewed. Months later, in mid-2015, Greenwald received a reply that the links he had provided did not work, so the case would be suspended. The responses by the DIA are actually a bit confusing, but appears once Greenwald's links could be accessed, the files he requested were not found. No, 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 it's dun, dun, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go. Okay. <laughs> it's the cliffhanger. It's the cliffhanger. It is song. total cliffhanger. The DIA wrote, it appears the FOIA case files have been purged from the FOIA database. They're just gone. They just got purged. They just, somebody had That's to leave. That's just on. really odd. Yeah, that is a little odd. The DIA asked Greenwald to provide the specific names of the files for them to move forward in conducting a review. Confused by the request, given that the file names are on the files themselves, Greenwald asked for clarification. Who's on first? Who's on first? That's what's happening right now. He was told the related. No, no, no. F- what's on second? There you go. He was told the related FOI case has been purged. The documents could not be identified and or located. The DIA officer reiterated, we would need the titles in order to conduct a good faith effort for our search. Good Frustrated. <laughs> I know, right? Whatever. They, all, they know how to say the right things. They're so good at that. Frustrated via social media, Greenwall wrote me, the letter states that despite me giving them the documents, they can't find them and want exact titles. He interprets the phrase good faith effort to mean they will make another effort, but they already had that information and could not find the documents, so the search is useless. Without the original non-redacted files, the DIA will not be able to conduct an MDR, and whatever information that was in those files that was blacked out is officially lost forever and that's not the first article a little bit longer that's not the first time this has happened to this man that doesn't surprise me if the government was interested in the ufo case in iran of all places that's he wasn't going to get information on that hey has anyone heard the story about that the uh some uh military guys that were deployed in iraq found some vinmana vinmanas vinmanas uh, the flying ships that were recording the Mahabhatra and the uh, ancient Indian texts. Has anybody heard about this thing? I have not. Mm. No. Uh-uh. Oh, I no, gotta find some I research on that. I had, I had very, very briefly read some some amazing conspiracy theories that you know one of the reasons that we went over Iraq had nothing to do with oil and everything to do with aliens. That was fun. We gotta, I, gotta I think it's Vimanas, Vimanas, uh, found it. Uh, it's a fun word. I like this word. I like oh, this that's word. a big one. I know. Vimana. Yeah, it Vimana. seems that presidents went over uh, at the time to check it out. Here's one article. I'm going to get you the other one. Uh-oh, here we go, here we go. Was a 5,000-year-old Vimana unearthed in Afghanistan by the U.S. Army? What? That's a good question. Uh, let's see. Here's another uh, that, one. What, what is what is the official definition of a vimana? Is that what what's it called here? Here's another one that I found. I find that I you know this this keeps on coming back. This is cool. Hang on, I've got to link this to our listeners so they can get down with this article. This is a cool article. Please continue. Please continue, other guy. Keep talking. Ancient flying machine found in a cave. Um, the story is breaking news in uh, 2012. 
Uh, whether or not the story is true, what we intend to provide for you is the information. We are now researching the subject, and everything provided below is preliminary data. Uh, you can listen to the videos over there. Uh, let's see. What caused the sudden rush of the most powerful leaders of the Western world to go to Af- Afghanistan? This report continues. This report continues was a direct view of the discovery of a U.S. military scientist of what he described a vinmana in, trapped in a time well. Uh, it's already That's caused so the disappearance cool. of eight soldiers trying what? to remove it from the cave, and they estimate that it's been there at least 5,000 years. Vinmana is a word with several meanings ranging from temple or palace to mythological flying machines as described in Sanskrit epics. Uh, the reference to the ancient flying machine vehicles comes from ancient Indian resources, uh, many of which have known uh, during the uh, Mahabharata's and uh, the Indian epics. Um, there are literally hundreds of them uh, referenced. Uh, most of them have not even been translated into English yet from the old Sanskrit. It is claimed that a few years ago the Chinese discovered some Sanskrit documents in Lhasa, Tibet, and sent them to the University of Chandriha. Uh, to be translated by Dr. Ruth Rinya. Uh, the university said recently that the documents contain directions for building interstellar spaceships. Uh, their system of propulsion, she said, was anti-gravitational, and it was based upon systems analogous to the lingma or, no, or the unknown power of ego existing in man's psycholo- physiological makeup, uh, a centrifugal force strong enough to counteract all gravitational pull. Wow. According to the Hindu yogis, this ling which enables a person to levitate, uh, Dr. Rainer said, and uh, that aboard the machines, which were called astras by the text, the ancient Indians could have sent detachments of men to any planet according to this document, which is thought to be thousands of years old. The manuscripts were also said to reveal the, synch- uh, the secret of Antima. Uh, or the cap of invisibility, uh, which that's interesting, which is uh, how to become as heavy as a mountain of lead. Stephen Quayle is the author of five books over 30 years. He has been investigating the ancient civilizations, giants, UFOs, and biological warfare, uh, ancient biological warfare as they relate to the future of mankind. Stephen discusses the worst-case scenarios uh, approaching the world and how to know. This they- was in 2012, too. That's right. – I would uh, – that's – you know, I mean, I know it's not a, apparently update, it's though. not news anymore when eight, you know, soldiers go missing in, in Afghanistan of all places. What well, kind they of really were. Don't you, know, don't you know he was killed in action just like Jason Bourne? Right, <laughs> right. But this that's where did they go? Are they on Mars? Are they someplace cooler than Mars? I don't I know, hope so. It, I, we hope so. A peculiar, hope so. Here's an update, though. A peculiar report prepared for the prime minister. Prime Minister at the time, Putin, by Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service, circulating in the Kremlin today, states that German Chancellor Angela Merkel has become the latest in a growing line of Western leaders, making a surprise visit to Afghanistan uh, and followed visits by President Obama, the Prime Minister uh, David Cameron, and uh, Nicholas Sarkozy. Only Sarkozy's trip, this report says, was concealed as he was already in India on a state visit when rushed by U.S. military aircraft to the Afghan war zone. Uh, what caused a sudden rush to the of these most powerful leaders of the Western world uh, to go to Afghanistan, this report continues, was directly to view the discovery of the U.S. military scientists of this described Venma trapped in a time well that has already caused the disappearance of eight men and removing it from the cave 
uh, is impossible. Um, let's see, what else do we see? Is here? it impossible because it's stuck? What is the time well? What, what, uh, what does this mean? I I don't know. Uh, What's hang a on time one well? Uh, it's a time well. Uh, what is from it? From the ancient Sanskrit, we know that a Vinma measured 12 cubits in circumference and had four strong wheels apart from blazing missiles. Uh, the Mahabharata uh, records its use uh, and its other deadly weapons and, uh, that operated via a circular reflector when switched on produced a shaft of light when focused on any target immediately consumed it with energy. When it comes to the time well encasing the Vinma, the report continues, it appears to be an electromagnetic radiation gravity field first postulated by Albert Einstein in the unified field theory and long rumored to have been the infamous American World War II experiment in teleportation called the Philadelphia Experiment that happened in 1943. Uh, like the events occurring in Afghanistan today, likewise, sudden causes of disappearance of U.S. soldiers. Um, the seemingly perpetual power source of this mysterious time well, the SVR report says, appears to be based on technology, uh, yeah, good luck with on that technology name. of Edward Leedslaken, Leeds um, <laughs> who claimed to have discovered the secret knowledge of the ancients, from, and who lived from 1923. I love my name, Chris Brown. Your, your name is great. Yeah, your name is great. <laughs> he single-handedly created over, carved. Oh, that's interesting. This guy single-handedly and secretly carved over 1,100 tons of coral rock by an unknown process that created. Oh, one of, he's the coral castle guy. Yeah, he's the coral interesting. Ca- very, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. The most intriguing of all about this report is that it states it's not just any Vinma to have been discovered, but the ancient writings contained on the cave where it was discovered. It claims it's the rightful owner of Zoroastra, um, who was the founder and arguably one of the most important religions of all time called Zoroastrianism. Uh, let's, uh, uh. Though little known to, in the world today, the religious philosophy is credited with being the base of all known religions that is said to the purpose of mankind, like that of all other creation, is to sustain the truth. Uh, he further states that for humankind, this occurs through the active participation of life. I think we're all doing that. And the exercise of construction thoughts, words, and deeds. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's uh, okay. So the time well is being powered by the technology used to create the coral castle. Yeah, that's deep. That <laughs> that hurts my brain a little bit. All I can say is, whoa, whoa, whoa. I almost we need to be. Yeah, we need to be investigative reporters because I really want to fly a drone into the time well and see what happens. Why has nobody done that? Somebody probably has. Done I, that. I, I think we they should have used them out from the TV show Stargate. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree there. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna agree with that one. That's that's a cool find. That that would not surprise me. That would not. I mean, you know, I the problem is with you know places like Iran and Afghanistan and Iraq. Those are places that you know they we could have and likely will find a lot of cool stuff that we will never know about because well, of it's the, the cradle. Areas. You know, it's yeah, it's the cradle of life. Yeah. Right. It all started well, I don't there. Know. See, here's the funny part. I don't know if it's the cradle of life, but I would agree it's the cradle of civilization. It's the birthing place of what we call civilization today. That, it's uh, the cradle we, of love. It's, it's like the song, the cradle of love. <laughs> now it's playing in my brain right now. The whole song is playing in my brain right now. Damn you. you. 
I know. We need to find somebody to talk about the the Vima. Is that what did I say right? The Vi- Vimana, Vima. The Vimana, the Va- the Vimana. This is a fabulous word. We're probably butchering it. And we're so so sorry. Today's, we'll try to do better. Today's word is the V word, folks. The V. The v- <laughs> Not that the other V word. Whatever. That's right. Uh, so the, the v- Vimana, uh, which is a beautiful word. We need somebody to talk about this. Danny, you're up. Well, we need somebody to talk about the Vimana. What's going on in Afghanistan? And time wells. I am so psyched about this. This is so su- this is super interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean there were updates on it uh, just very recently. So uh, yeah, I that's was... that's pretty yep. cool. Yeah, we must was... know more. We must know more. Yeah. We must know more. Do you guys have? Do you guys are you guys like well versed in the, in the core castle phenomenon? I know a little bit about the core castle stuff. Okay. Okay, do you know enough to maybe explain why he thinks the Coral Castle phenomenon well, is linked to the technology, maybe? Because I'm like was, vague The Coral Castle was in Florida. It was built supposedly in secret by just one man and one man alone who was able right, right. to lift the corals out of the water mm-hmm. and bring it over mm-hmm. very reasonably far inland and mm-hmm. shape them and carve them and move them around. And apparently more than one person who who has who had – watched him in secret doing it uh claimed he was using horns and sound to move the stones i like that i like that that's what's up that's you know i tell you what not me after uh, after some of my homemade chili that i like to make I tell you what, I can move anything too. Uh-uh. Like, That's terrible. As long as it's behind you. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you know, oh, Fringe did an awesome. I know. Please don't. <laughs> Fringe did an amazing episode where they showed. Um, I don't remember. They were like there was a bank robbery, and then the guys in the suits were also doing it. Where they put this device on the wall, and they shot sound waves at it, and then they made the wall like like water, and they were able to walk through it. So that's uh, that's a very cool thing. I mean, I don't know if you can make stuff levitate. I definitely believe that you could probably use sound to walk through walls. I don't know if you – why not? We don't know anything. We don't know no, anything. no. They've actually uh, shown that uh, sound can change the density of objects already. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. That I knew. So that yep. That's pretty cool. So that's – I like that. So, okay, so link this up then. So if sound can change the density of objects and it can, you know, make this guy be able to lift, you know, coral whatever out of the water and build a whole freaking castle with it, how does it power a time well? I'm assuming that it's at some type of a vibra- vibrational frequency mm. that um, makes it do that too. So would this mean that this area is very loud or if – i.e. like maybe if you brought a dog who hears sound differently, their like poor little heads would explode? Like I'm very curious. I know well, I you've, heard, you've heard about the uh, thing that uh, NASA put out about the Earth and other planets actually making yes, sounds. Yes, I have. Yes, they do, which is pretty so cool. So I'm just – you know, it's probably just beyond above or below our hearing spectrum. Mm. That's all. Humans are lame. We can't you know, see or it's, hear It's like the cool. same way that we feel the beat of a subwoofer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Probably they're dealing with subsonic sound below that, making a shield or a um, a perimeter or something that's preventing mm-hmm. people going in, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a well, rocket I, we're, scientist. I, we're spe- I don't even know if rocket scientist qualifies for this. Like, If you get a degree in water rocket scientist, that mean that you can comment on how the coral reef technology is powering the time well with the Vima? 
Yeah, I, I'm just like, can I buy like, a what vowel? What class is that? <laughs> I, I just need to buy a vowel. That's it. That's it. Just, <laughs> what's uh, what's going on there? All right. That was some cool news. Mr. Brown, do you have anything else for us? We still got a little time before the break. Do you have uh, do you have more stuff? Well, I do. I'm always oh, prepared. Oh, I know. That's why I love you, Mr. Christopher. He's got stuff. He's got stuff. stuff. We but like the stuff. I, you know, I got to make sure I got to have a bit prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm protected, mm-hmm. of course. Uh. Yeah. Hey, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, I went there. I did it. I said it. I did That's it. That's what you oh. use duct tape for. That's what you, <laughs> whatever works for you. Whatever floats your That's what you got from the Fifty Shades. That's what you got from the Fifty Shades of Grey book. Use duct tape. That's luckily the duct tape is wide enough so it works, you know? Good. And then we float back into the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> and now that song is playing in my brain. Thanks, guys. Oh. There's a whole little musical going on in Woo Woo's head right now. I just want you to know just that. Please don't sing along with. That's all I'm asking. Please don't. Well, oh, if you can make bad jokes, but I can't sing along, that's BS. Absolutely. Well, that's see, BS. see, my jokes can actually be ignored. Your singing will just ring in people's heads for days. That's true. That's true. I'm gonna sing to you on break. Just you wait. Okay, I'm ready, Mr. Brown. Go. Can we pick the song? Can we pick <laughs> oh. the song? Yes, you can pick the song. <laughs> all right, here we go. What do we got? All right. Well, this I just picked up real quick here. This is a uh, Clancy. Uh, well, I don't know where the hell Clancy's at. So it says, but what at time was believed to be a UFO has turned out to be H2O, a Clancy resident says. What? Okay. How, did you, how do we go from a UFO to H2O? I'm quite curious. I, well, I don't know. I'm going to move from Open Minds Report. It says on November 4th. Uh, a motion detector camera set up on the back stairs of a balcony of, well, I don't want to say his name. Well, it's, what the hell? It says his name here. It's a news Dr. article. Dr. Richard right, O'Connor, yeah. Home with go. captured photos of what he believed was a UFO, but they were among 280,000 photos on his cameras have taken over the two years. O'Connor, who was interested in UFOs and said he had set up the cameras and hoped of capturing something flying by, tried to ha- have the photos analyzed, but got various opinions ranging from the saying that the photo has, has, uh, uh, not been manipulated to, uh, well, blah, 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 blah. ranging from some saying that the <laughs> photo had been, yeah, had, uh, had, uh, not, not been manipulated. There, I'm sorry. Yes. There you go. And I'm so, sorry. Uh, how many lumps of sugar? Yeah, that's really what it was right there. And uh, uh, which way did it go, George? Which way? Uh, I don't know. I want the chippy chip chip. Oh, the box mm-mm, of rabbit. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. We we have spiraled out of control. To others saying that it had. <laughs> continue, please, Mr. Brown. Yes, please continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just do my chippy chip chip. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it says, after dozens of emails uh, from all over the country, O'Connor ran experiments on the suggestions that the photo may have been falling water drop. He said that he used turkey baser and <laughs> dropped the water so that the cameras could take some pictures. And it's now the I'm turkey baser that did it. <laughs> that November 4th photo, in fact, simply... And only a couple of falling raindrops, uh, fortunately or not, captured by the whatever camera 
he wrote wow. the email witness. Uh, Damn that turkey baster! So, so, so there you go. It's hard for me see, to read. That's okay. See, guys, before. as you should see, beep. <laughs> this poor dude's trying to capture UFOs. It got some water drops. That's and amazing. he got water. He got water drops. He got water drops with the turkey baster. Mm. With the turkey baster. I feel like that should be a room in Clue. Now and I feel like that should be a lot that of people be an do that a lot of, with with without taking pictures. They take pictures and and they out their window, and what happens is is they get a reflection of right. the of the lamp, and it, it's, right. got, it's just like a freaking UFO. And um, so that's, that's freaking UFO, yeah, freaking. That's it. I can I manage my effing word. Good so, job, good job. Freaking uh, chicken. Yep, the nope, freaking nope. chicken. Why anyway, so it, what's going it's on? like a UFO, and, and that happens so much. It's happened to me even, to, to a friend that uh, tried to trick my wife and I, and she was uh, – she just is one of those things that uh, gets so many people. So, yeah. Well, good to know. It's very hard. I mean, you know, it's not a – there's no you know exact science to how do you find the actual UFO and how you determine, you know – not a UFO? Is it a raindrop? Is it an airplane? Is it light in the sky? Is it, you know, something else? Exactly. It'd be nice if the aliens would just land in Angel's front yard so he could just take a photo and talk to him. Because if Angel said he saw a UFO, I'm totally going to believe him. Oh. If the other guy said he saw a UFO, I only believe it if he tries to sell me UFO tech. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. I don't, yeah. I don't believe it unless he comes on the show and he's like, I was just on a spaceship and they've got this cool new whatever and I can sell it to you for whatever. That I would believe him. Oh, that's just so cruel of you. <laughs> you love but me. Funny. You can't help it. All right. We are going to take a short break. When we come All back. Right. There will be another person on the phone with us. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. I know. It's it's like super mysterious. You are listening to Sky Watchers Radio on the Public Service Network. It's awesome. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Four thousand seven hundred thirty-four UFO sightings in two thousand seven. Productions by aliens or unknown species, reported by American and British citizens, and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years, and only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted connected accurate the ufostore.com expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of ufo products on the internet by going to the ufostore.com or call on the 24 hour 7 day a week order line at 541-523-2630 the truth is out there and the ufostore.com has it Hi, 
I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. And we're back. It's like magic. We're, you're not in a time well. Uh-oh, Welcome. it's magic. It's magic. I didn't sing for you. I'm sorry. We were talking. Oh, I'm so right, sad. Right. I know. <laughs> you're listening to Skywatchers Radio on the Public Service Network. Somebody told somebody that we was being goofy, and that's just not cool. I'm playing. It's it's totally cool. You can call us goofy. We don't care. We are goofy. We we are, we're normally really goofy. Where are we? <laughs> we Obviously, so you were goofy. not listening to the bleep and bleep show, and I'm bleeping it out because I don't want our dark matter overlord to get mad at me for saying. <laughs> Is that bleep to no. bleep radio? That's bleep. <laughs> I guess. Is that bleep to bleep? Know. I don't know. We are going theoretically. We are going to be joined by a fourth caller at some point soon. That's what I have been told who's by the bald amazing. And a pain in the no, boat. no, we don't know that. We don't know. So who I've been told by the producers of the show. Are you talking awesome. to my? Are you been talking to my wife? Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, we would not do that. We would not do this. But I want to give a yeah, shout out to one to your of our. Wife, definitely. We would. We would. I mean, maybe we should talk to his wife. But I want to give a shout out to one of our Facebook friends who was having a blast with that uh, video that you put up. That I put up. You you talked you talked about the video, Chris Brown, and I put it up on our Facebook page. And he is having fun. He has just oh. been posting amazing UFO pictures in response to that video. So Renato, you're awesome for hanging out with us on Facebook. I don't even know if you're listening live, but you're cool, dude. You keep posting those Photoshop pictures that are amazing in response to that really bad UFO video. You're cool. Our friend on Twitter, Mr. Freighter F Disc, he's working. He won't be actively on until later. We're very sad for him, but we love it when he listens, so I wanted to give a shout-out to him. Danny, am I missing oh, anybody? Yeah. Should I be a shout-out to anybody else? Uh, Graviton Fish. Graviton Fish, what's up? Graviton Fish. Who else? Who else should we give a shout-out to? Um, That's right, folks. Shameless uh, plugs for everybody J- to go around. Shameless plugs. Absolutely, J- we should. You can give one to Jay Schmidt, and we can give one to Mr. Keith Rowland for having us on the Dark Matter Network. Absolutely. So, Jay Schmidt, what up, what up? Thanks for listening. And Mr. Keith Rowland, we appreciate you allowing this show to continue on the Dark Matter Digital Network. 
Was I, did I sound professional enough when I said that? You did. I think you did. You, you did. did. Yeah. Okay. Did I sound yeah. good? Okay, cool. That's what's up. That is what is going on on Skywatchers right now. So if you guys have some ideas about what Skywatchers radio should cover in the UFOlogy field this year, I think you should call us. I think you should call us right now. We're going to open up some phone lines. The phone number is going to be different. Do. Don't. Pan- I'm doing it. I'm opening up the phone lines right now. You want to talk about the articles that we talked about, you have some cool UFO news, or you want to tell us what we should talk about that you want to listen to this year on Skywatchers. We want to hear about it. Before I get out the phone number, though, there are rules, okay? So in the spirit of Angel, we need to tell people what the rules are, okay? So, and I, I think I only remember two of them, so you're going to have to help me out, other guy. There's, because there are like 3,000. I think we're up to, I don't even know how many, there, there are a lot of rules. Rule number one. Rule number one. No excessive language. That's rule number one. There we go. Rule, rule number, number two. The absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. You really, I will hang up on you if you're not fascinating. Rule number three. Please speak clear. English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rule number four. Number four. Enjoy yourself while talking to us. <laughs> you said that in, like, your dirty voice. That's what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, like I know. That was horrible. <laughs> no, it was great. No, no, it was great. You want my 1-800 number voice? Oh, uh, God. How are you? That's right. That's your... We want you to call right now. Sounds like your 976 voice. (laughs) (laughs) But only New Yorkers and Northeasterners would get that, would get that reference. It's the 1900 number, like, hi, we're waiting for you to call the 1900 number and spend $17 a minute on this, or better yet, Call Miss Cleo now because I'm psychic and I didn't know I was going out to business. <laughs> you would I probably sell thing. more stuff. She's a little Chris Brown. That's <laughs> You'd probably sell more stuff, other guy, if you talked in that kind of a voice. I feel like that should be all your infomercials here on out. You should talk in either your 976 voice or your Cleo voice because Chris likes it. Oh, wow. Chris, I'm flattered. Miss Cleo. I love them commercials, boy. There was nobody who had more energy than Miss Cleo. I tell you what, she'd be running around like a chicken with its head cut off, telling you what she could tell you about the future and everything about what, it. What about, what's the name of that psychic guy oh, in no. Spanish with the eyebrows like Tammy Faye Baker? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I know who oh, he's got the big hair and all that. Yeah, that's the guy. Out. That's the guy. He's got kind of like I, a Liberace I, kind of look. Yeah, that's the guy. Wait, on like, where, from where? Where's he from? He, he, it's a Spanish guy. He's right. He looks like Liberace. With, he's blonde hair with big black eyebrows, which always matches. And he talks in Spanish, and he's a psychic. And I'm telling you, not even understanding a lick of Spanish, watching him is hilarious. It's not funny. Uh-oh. It's <laughs> It was just, a good try. It, it was a good try. Miss Cleo funny. Miss <laughs> Cleo now. Chris I'm not Brown going out to business. <laughs> all right. So now that you guys have heard the rules, I am call going to in. give uh, – you can call. We've got to give out the phone number so they can actually call in. And because That's I'm right. not – It's on, not the I'm, usual number, so no one can It's not the usual number. It's, it's, it's true. This is true. You are off 
the hook. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so now I see this is what happens on live radio. I am being told by my producers that our guest is actually waiting for us. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ah, knows. Look at that. Look at that. No, it's like magic. Is it the surprise guest or the guest we were expecting? It's the guest that we were. It's the guest that we were expecting. Which is a real honor, by the way, for me because yeah. Tell who, do it, who I who I have have searched out to try to, to to try to talk and get to know myself and maybe it'd be an honor if he said I've heard about your encounter I've read about your encounter Chris because uh, you know he is a, a a big name and somebody that really is a heavy hitter in this industry. So, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, Danny, the contact information that I have earlier is that what I'm using? That is, yes, that's. What what the, I uh, the, the phone number that I have earlier? That's that's what I'm gonna give a buzz here to. Mm, we're gonna do that. All right, you know what? Let's let's do this then. Let's uh, we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, we'll do that so I can get our guest on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have the amazing Stephen Bassett is coming on to hang out with us. Yeah, yeah. So we gonna be less goofy or like goofy plus Stephen. I don't know how we're gonna we're gonna work it out. We're gonna figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Don't go anywhere. Well, we are back with Stephen Bassett on Skywatch. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. All systems are functional. And you pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the, chief, the new king of radio. Is there life on other planets? This is nuclear physicist Stanton Friedman, and now I'm a voice in the Jackal's head. Is the government keeping secrets from us? This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the Jackal's head. Want to find out more? Listen to the Jackal's Head. The biggest trick the Jackal ever pulled was to convince the world <laughs> that he doesn't exist. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org. Because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, there's another one. Wow. Busy, busy me. So, anyway... Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. My friends keep commenting on my comment. Oh, there's another one. So many comments on my comment. Oh, I can't wait to watch TV tonight. Playoffs! Hey guys, check out my new video game. Pew, pew. Wait, wait, mom, what? Huh? What? Hold What'd on. you say? Wait a second, huh? This weekend. Un. 
plug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We apologize for all the ads. It's live radio. This is how we roll. It is Sky Watchers Radio live on PSN. I am woo woo. I've got the other guy. I've got Chris Brown. I've got Danny. And we have the amazing Stephen Bassett with us here tonight. Everybody clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen, how are you? You're killing me. You're absolutely killing me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fine, guys. <laughs> Glad to hear your voice. Glad to hear your voice. So I asked Stephen about 20 seconds ago what we were going to talk about tonight, and Stephen just listed a whole bunch of stuff. So I am going to let him just run right into it. Apparently, we're going to talk about UFO disclosure and the political upcoming political election. That That's a loaded topic. Uh, yeah, extraterrestrial presence disclosure. Oh, extraterrestrial presence disclosure. Not about disclosure. UFOs anymore, kiddo. It's about extraterrestrials. Ooh, um, okay. Educate here. us. They, yeah. I know. Here we go. Tell me yeah. why. Well, here's the deal. Uh, since in the last 14 months, uh, because of the congressional hearing political initiative underway here since November 5th, uh, 2014, the issue has got more political coverage than in the first, in the last previous 68 years. Now, most of your listeners are probably in front of a computer, so I invite them to go to paradigmresearchgroup.org, paradigm, P-A-R-D-I-G-M, paradigmresearchgroup.org. Click on the political media coverage link at the bottom of that page. You'll see pictures of Clinton, Secretary Clinton and Al Gore, Bill Richardson. Click on that bottom link, and it will take you to the status report for this whole shebang. You will see a huge amount of stuff, and when you scroll, wait, you, you will scroll down and see some images, graphics It will... Uh, that have to do with some of the most significant coverage. And then below that, you will see a huge list of of, of um, print media coverage uh, on this issue going back to November. It's, it's very long. And this is unprecedented. Okay, that's number one. Number two, one of the focuses, uh, foci of this um, coverage is Secretary Clinton. Okay. Now, the reason for this is not because PRG is trying to get her elected. I don't know who's going to win the election in 2017. In fact, I mean, 16, I don't care, really, frankly, in some ways. But anyway, the reason it's focused on her is because she has a, a historical connection to the ET issue. Through the Rockefeller Initiative, which we've all talked about on the show before. Right. Uh, I remember that. Went off three years, and then the whole Clinton team decided, well, it didn't work out. They weren't able to get any files released, but uh, and, and for reasons which no one has ever mentioned, but probably because the Pentagon told them to go pound sand. In any event, um, it just didn't work out, and a new election was coming on in 96, and so they all agreed, we'll just never talk about this again. And so for the next 20 years, they never talked about it, right? 
and still haven't talked about it, nor has any reporter up until March of last year um, indicated that they had asked them a question about it in the 20 years since the end of the Rockefeller Initiative 96. Um, in the meantime, um, Secretary Clinton, of course, went on to run for president twice, be Secretary of State and a senator. Didn't mention it. Bill Richardson, who was on the part of the Clinton team back then, uh, knew about the Rockefeller Initiative. He ran for president, became uh, U.N. ambassador and governor of New Mexico. He never mentioned it. John Podesta was the advisor to Clinton, his chief of staff, went on to become the head of a think tank and uh, chairman of uh, Clinton's campaign. He, he never mentioned it. Um, same for Al Gore. Same for Leon Panetta, who went on to become Secretary of Defense and CIA Director under Obama, and on and on and on. It was like, you know, we just don't talk about that. It'll it'll affect our political prospects. So the issue, though, has been in the public domain 15 years, since 2000, uh, thanks to the work of Grant Cameron, Canadian researcher, who was able to FOIA the documents which confirmed the Rockefeller Initiative, including Secretary Clinton's direct involvement, their meeting with... uh, Rockefeller, Lawrence Rockefeller at his ranch in 95, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are, 30, there are 33 principles um, connected to, directly or indirectly, private and government, to the Rockefeller Initiative. 25 is still alive. And if uh, your listener were to go to that page again, paradigmresearchgroup.org, and click on the middle link, it'll take them right through to the Rockefeller Initiative. They can look at some of the documents. They can look at a whole bunch of stuff. All that's been up for 15 years. But the news... Okay. People have stayed away from it until last year. And last year, uh, on uh, February 17th, in an article on Riot.org by Eric Pfeiffer, was the first time that the Rockefeller Initiative had been in print by name ever. Um, And furthermore, some questions he he did put some questions into. I think the Clinton campaign, no response. And then from that point forward, it's been now covered by Huffington Post several times, Roll Call three times, New Republic, uh, New York Observer, um, Washington Post, Washington Times three times, Daily Star in the U.K., Daily Mirror in the U.K., Vice, which is a very new and upcoming, very important investigatory website, uh, U.K. Independent, and so forth, uh, mentioning the Rockefeller Initiative, linking to it, linking to other events that have taken place, and more questions started going into Clinton campaign, as well as, of course, John Podesta, the campaign chairman. And again, no response. No response, no response, no response. Now, that, of course, is a problem, because when you don't respond to reporters about serious issues, that just makes them more, how would you say, adamant. Inquisitive. So the Clinton campaign is known early on, going back to February, that they were running out of time. Now, finally... On January 26, 2016, just, uh, what, um, about uh, 20 days ago. Yeah, a little less than a month, um, yeah. Uh, Daniel Uberhaus does an extensive article in Vice. And he submitted questions to John Podesta. And finally, John Podesta responded. Uh, the full response to his question is not known. And Podesta knew when, when, when he got those questions, they were about the Clinton con- connection to the ET issue, the Rockefeller Initiative, and so forth. And so that was a breakthrough. That was the first time that anybody in the Clinton world, Clinton team, the top people, 
had directly answered questions relating to the Rockefeller Initiative. Now, it's notable he didn't, he didn't use the term. He didn't refer to it directly. He's continuing to dance around this, though they know they're running out of time. But it's very notable, and I'll, I'll read to you the quotes that, uh, from Podesta that finally came back to Daniel Uberhaus of Vice. Uh, and if you listen carefully, you can realize that, as he has done many times before, he is hinting um, between the lines to the fact that this thing is happening and, uh, you know, we're trying to position ourselves. We're just not prepared to pull the trigger on this. Okay. So um, here's, here's the last paragraph. Podesta hasn't shied away from this position in his new role heading Hillary Clinton's campaign. Now, again, quoting Podesta's response to Daniel Uberhaus' advice, going back around the 25th of, of uh, January. Quote, notwithstanding the fact that serious scientists, military leaders, business people, and average citizens are interested in the subject of intelligent life in the universe, political leaders tend to worry about whether they will be lampooned if they broach the subject, he told me in an email. I, on the other hand, am interested in just making the universe great again. A uh, little interesting twist on the Trump thing, uh, but he he basically says in that sentence that, you know, the political leaders are cowed on this issue. They're afraid to talk about it. Well, you know, if there was no ETs here at all, if the whole thing was totally bogus, what matter, what, what difference would it make? Right. So he's acknowledging that they're, they're hamstrung on this, even him, even Secretary Clinton. Very significant. Then it goes on. Uh, reading again from the article, while Bassett seems to have gotten behind Podesta and by extension Hillary, which is not quite the case, not all disclosure activists agree that Clinton would be an ally in the Oval Office, with some citing her less-than-stellar record on governmental transparency, which is a major issue in her campaign, one of the biggest obstacles between her and the White House, as possible red flag. But Podesta seems confident that on this issue, at least, his candidate will follow through on revealing government secrets. Quote, she promised me she would, he wrote in his email. Now, this is very significant. Because yeah. what he's doing now is he's referring to Secretary Clinton's extraordinary remarks on December the 30th to Damon Steer, reporter at the Conway Daily Sun in Conway, New Hampshire, while she was there campaigning for the uh, primary that she lost. Mm-hmm. And after a two-hour grilling by the uh, editorial board on all the usual questions, uh, she chatted for two, a few minutes with uh, uh, Mr. Steer, who had asked her about the ET question back in 2008. She knew him. Not surprisingly, she, he asked her again. And we have a, a full article on that at the on the pages that I just mentioned to you, the status page. Um, and in, in two minutes, she says four things which ended up going around the world, meaning... I, I estimate around 500 articles globally, English and foreign language press, I- including dozens, if not a hundred or more, you know, mentions on you know the local news shows that kind of thing. Uh, she says four things. One, if she were elected, she would get to the bottom of the issue. <laughs> okay. Two, uh, it might be necessary to set up a uh, task force to investigate Area 51. Oh, really. Three. Um, I promised uh, John, my, my campaign chairman, John Podesta, that I would look into it if I took the White House. Right? 
Now, that links her to Podesta. And everything he's done on this issue going back to 2002, which we talked about on your show, tweets and, and uh, forwards to books and on and on, calling over and over again for the release of the file. And then four, and this is the big one. Right, wait for it. Uh, we may have already been visited. We just don't know. In modern day times, which they saying, or back in ancient just, times? We may have been visited. We don't know. She doesn't say when. It doesn't matter whether they visited yesterday or 100 years ago. That's an extraterrestrial presence. That's it. That leads to disclosure. Bada bing, bada bam. Now, this story now goes round the world. It's the first time any president or presidential candidate has ever said things like this. And not too long after that, there's another debate. I forget whether it was on NBC or CNN. And it's not brought up. They don't even mention it. Right. Which shows you how the networks, not so much the print journalists, but the networks are completely in the tank on the ET issue. ABC, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, uh, NBC, they are in the tank on the truth and barbarism. They don't know how to get out of it. And so she's not asked about this, even though this woman is running to be president. And she just stated to a reporter on the record, we may have already been visited, which, of course, several hundred people, you know, hundreds of millions of people around the world would go, yeah, we know that. Right. So that took place. Um, and, and, um, uh, and then he finishes up with this. Um, look, quoting the dust again, I believe that the government in the name of transparency and openness, should declassify and release the information in regards to unidentified aerial phenomena. Obviously, there have been decades of speculation about what, if anything, is contained in these files. I'm confident the American can handle the truth. So now he's repeating, in 2002, he calls for the release of the files, all UFO files uh, from government uh, hands. Uh, 2003, he repeats that call. In 2010, he repeats it again in a foreword to the book, UFOs and Generals uh, Go on the Record, right, by Leslie Kane. Uh, he then puts out a couple of tweets, remarkable tweets, where he states that uh, on one tweet, that's February the 13th, my uh, biggest regret for 2014, not, once again, not getting the release, disclosure rather, of UFO files copy Marine Dow, the hashtag the truth is out there. And then on September the 29th, um, he puts out another tweet in which he, he, he tells Lena Dunham, who just interviewed his candidate, Secretary Clinton, uh, next time, Lena, uh, nice interview, Lena, uh, uh, exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, but Lena, ask her about aliens next time. The truth is still out there, hashtag, and, of course, copy Hillary Clinton. Uh, now, in the meantime, while all, uh, this last 14 months, where all this coverage is pouring out, right, what happens? Well, uh, well, early uh, in April of 2014, Bill Clinton goes on uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live and, and arranges to be asked about extraterrestrials. On March the 13th of, this, of, 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 uh, of 2015, President Obama goes on Jimmy Kimmel Live and, and arranges to be asked about extraterrestrials. Then Clinton goes on the Colbert Show October 6th last year and, and arranges to be asked about extraterrestrials. Obama goes on Ellen DeGeneres' show last February, uh, this February 11th and arranges to be asked about extraterrestrials. Can you all kind of see what's going on here? It should be pretty obvious. Yeah. I see 
there's a lot of questions. I mean, they're being open to it. But Obama, you know, even Obama said he said no. Hillary says yes. Uh, now you can actually say no. If you look at Obama's comments, really? both okay. on Kimmel and on Colbert, he mm-hmm. dances around the issue. They're all dancing around the issue. Though uh, Sec- uh, Secretary Clinton was much more direct in, uh, in, in New Hampshire, and then Clinton was pretty direct in a lot of ways uh, on, at, uh, on the Kimmel Show back in April of 2014. They are referring to the Rockefeller Initiative without mentioning it or even giving the dates. They know that the moment they say the words Rockefeller Initiative, those 100,000, rather 1,000 pages of documents, which have been put in front of God knows how many media, suddenly get completely legitimized. And the questions will start going forward. So right now, uh, there are 11 reporters that PRG is working with that have already written about this subject in the political sense, naming names, referring to the Rockefeller Initiative. All 11 of them have been green-lighted by their editors to continue to write more articles and more coming. Another article just came out today in print in the uh, uh, Mother Jones magazine. This is their second one. Uh, it, it just hit the print to the subscribers and with the newsstands in a couple of days. It'll be up on the web in a couple of days. Uh, this is a significant article. And there's more behind that. Oh, an old roll call, by the way, just did another, its third article on February the 11th with links to everything. And remember, these web articles are not like print. You've got, you got the article, which it will, will sometimes be in the print publication, but then you've got the links to the videos, to the pages. Like you go to the roll call article, February the 11th, and there's a video of uh, Congresswoman Lynn Wilsey talking about the citizen hearing back in 2013. There's a, there's a graphic regarding the Rockefeller Initiative. There's a link to the video of, of uh, President Clinton on Jimmy Kimmel 2014, and on and on. So the press Now, a, a, I, excuse yeah. me, Steve. I was going to say, now, wasn't there something recently where a little boy came and asked President Obama if he was going to uh, – if the, we had had visitation or something like that? And, and maybe unless you hit on that earlier, I don't know. Oh. Little, little girl. girl. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. And she asked him about the Book of Secrets. She's only like six years old or something. That's it. That was it. Okay, thank you. She, she asked him about the Book of Secrets, and then she asked him if you know there were aliens. And, and, and uh, uh, Obama's response was, and you know, this is very clever, we have not yet had direct contact with, ex- with aliens. But uh-huh. if we do, I'll let you know. But understand something. The President of the United States doesn't go on a television talk show and be asked about aliens, whether it's the host or a 10-year-old girl, without approving it in advance. Right. These are all setups. All of these things, the appearances on these shows, the tweets by Podesta, these are all setups. They're trial balloons. They're inoculations as this particular it's the da- It was the daughter of the Secret Service man. We know it was. I don't. I don't. It was a setup. Uh, it she was, was adorable. Setup. The point is, that this yeah. is all, they're dancing with this issue because they know it could break at any moment. Mm-hmm. They can't ignore it. On the other hand, they don't want to trigger it if they can avoid it. They'd love to be able to make it to the White House without ever having to answer a question about it. But they, they're running out of time. There are a number of reporters that are just going to get back on them. And the only ones, the only parts of the media that are holding out are the three networks and the three cable networks. 
And there's still many more debates and town halls coming up, and I just don't know how much longer they can continue with, to, to operate as if there's, there isn't this huge background story underway. Uh, they're, they're, you know, look, the network news and cable news people, they threw their journalistic ethics to the wind a long time ago if they ever had any mm-hmm. ethics at all. Right. <laughs> and, and, and so, and so it's, it's left to the print media, but the print media, and most, and all, virtually all, with few exceptions, all the reporters I'm dealing with, they're all millennials. They're in their, you know, mid, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, they, they don't, they simply do not have the, the, uh, the concerns of the older journalist, uh, vis-a-vis the Rockville, I mean, the, uh, the truth embargo. Uh, and, and the editors are not that, you know, about the same age. And so the print is, is underway. And I'm telling you, the, I guarantee you the Clinton campaign knows that a whole lot of reporters are headed their way with even more questions, and they simply cannot dance much longer. And the message that I've put out in the nearly 100 uh, interviews I've done since November of 2014 uh, is that they, are make, they, they, they need to get this done as soon as possible. They cannot risk this stretching out much further into the selection. And the reason is, is that every, every uh, primary election or caucus that, that takes place where Secretary Clinton, because she wasn't asked, doesn't say anything, right? not that she couldn't bring it up if she wants to, right. or they could say something you know, in between that would trigger it, everyone, then when it finally does come out, the critics are going to immediately say, well, why didn't you talk about this three months before? Mm-hmm. Why did you let the voters in South Carolina, New Hampshire, Nevada, uh, Iowa, why did, you, why did you let them vote on you or make a decision about voting on you without knowing about this? This, this gets right to her fundamental, fundamental core problem of transparency and forthrightness. And, and that's going to hit them hard. And, and so the longer this goes, the worse it gets. So all I can say is, you know, on paper, this can't go on much longer. This thing is going to break pretty soon. She's going to have to respond. Her only option is to respond with a serious, thoughtful engagement, which will then trigger hundreds of questions, which will then spread from her to her husband, to Podesta, to Panetta, and eventually, ultimately, to the doorstep of the Pentagon. And as that unfolds, it may reach the level of a media storm, the Pentagon and the White House will realize it's over, and they're going to have to finally get together, cut a deal, and uh, which will you know, reach an understanding between the executive and the, and the Pentagon, which in a way shouldn't be the case since uh, he's the commander-in-chief, but that's not the way it is now, that will allow him to make the announcement. So I still think we'll see disclosure this year, hopefully, before the nominating conventions so that the candidates can speak to this issue and that the delegates will know about this issue when they make the final decision as to who is going to be one of the two candidates running for president after July. That's, That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. You know, my question to you, Stephen, would be, you know, in your opinion, how much disclosure, though, do you think we're actually going to get? Because these guys are, I mean, they're masterminds at spinning the truth and, you know, giving us just enough. So, I mean, you know, even if we do get disclosure, what do you think that's going to look like? Well, remember, disclosure 
that we're talking about is nothing but the announcement. It's capital T. It's an event. It's the announcement. There's an extraterrestrial presence. Thank you so much. That's disclosure. <laughs> capital right. D. Now, you're asking how much small d disclosure will we get after that announcement? Well, I am sure it will be a lot. Now, how much and how soon will be a matter to be determined between the governments, which will include the White House and the military intelligence complex together there, and the public with the significant changes uh, uh, that the media will have jumped over to our side. You know, whatever, however tied down the media has been over the last 69 years uh, regarding the truth embargo, that leash is, is essentially taken off the moment the disclosure and that takes place. There is no way that any media is going to take the position that, yeah, there's ETs here, but, you know, we're not going to uh, ch challenge the government. We're not going to ask any questions. We're not going to pursue this story because it's national security. Any media that does that might as well just turn off the lights, lock the doors, and leave because they're, they're finished. And so the media will come over to the, the people's side. And so you have the people in the whole massive media complex, even, even the ones that are owned by defense contractors, whatever the hell, basically challenge the government how much you can – we want everything and we want it now. The government's saying we can't give you everything and we can't give it to you right away. And this will just go back and forth and back and forth. And over the – let's just talk about the first year. Plenty will come out. The, the less damaging stuff will come out first. The more positive stuff will come out first. And then as time goes by and people get more and more comfortable with the reality of this, then some of the not-so-comfortable stuff will come out. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of speculating and predicting here, but that's how I do it. It's always the government. They have access to the top PR people in Washington, D.C., the biggest law, the biggest public relations firms, Hill and Knowlton, all of them. So I assure you they get all the advice that they need. Right. as to how to do this so they don't look too stupid, too, uh, well, just they don't look too bad. The government has some, some positions they could take, which would, would, would be fairly reasonable. It could justify their policies going back in time. Uh, most people won't care about the details. They're just going to want to know what the hell's going on. And then the last, the last question which everybody brings up is, will they lie about it? Will they, will they spin it? Will they try to... Um, take advantage of it. And I think they could certainly do that. They've done it before, but they I don't think they will because they know that starting the day after disclosure, hundreds of millions of people around the world, all of them with computers, are going to be paying close attention to every word they write and every word they speak on this issue. And everything that comes from the government is going to be scrutinized with enormous intensity. And um, I hope to God they've learned by now that when you go up against the Internet uh, when it's paying attention and you try to pull something, you're going to get screwed. And now so many politicians have done this and been screwed. I think you know about this. You see it all the time. You want to send a picture of your private parts out on Instagram and think, well, you know, who's going to know? Uh-uh. Right. Big mistake. <laughs> Usually they know within 48 hours and 72 hours you're already resigning. So I just don't think they'll make that mistake. They realize that this is a new era, and it's uh, when it comes to the big stuff, you better start be telling the truth or finding another job.
That would be amazing. That would uh, it would be absolutely amazing if it went down that way. Yeah, it really would well, be. I'm ready to be amazed. How about you? Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Absolutely. Um, question from the from the chat for you, Stephen. Bill says he he says that he thinks that we need to look ahead and wonder that if Hillary's elected, you know, what could that possibly imply for disclosure, which you kind of covered. But he thinks that she's not going to directly address the issue. He thinks that it might be political suicide. What well, would you say to that? Here's the problem. She doesn't have a choice. You see, that's okay. the problem. She doesn't have a choice. Um, you know, I don't think Bill Clinton wanted to address the Lewinsky affair. Right. In fact, he said it was all nonsense until, you know, the blue dress turned up at the Washington Post, and within a short amount of time he was giving a DNA test in the White House. Uh, he had no choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, look, if they could get away with it, I mean, if they could, if they could skate, through the rest of this year and waltz into the White House and never have to address this, I'm sure that's what they would do. But I'm telling you, if you look at the media coverage, you know, just go to paradigmresearchgroup.org, click on the political media link, and start reading it, and you'll realize, wait a minute, this, this story is happening right now. It is breaking uh, more all the time. And when the networks, bless their pointy little heads, finally get into this, and they will, I mean, I'm kind of waiting for their calls, but well, I am called today. <laughs> Uh, it's just going to triple in intensity. And so she has no choice. I mean, they, they can't just re- stop and refuse to answer these questions. They can't stop, you know, not, not, not respond to the emails. Or, and at some point, somebody in a debate, moderator is going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's it. I mean, she just doesn't have a choice. As I've said, and this has been, a, this has been quoted, this is a quote of mine that's been in a number of articles. Secretary Clinton will not make it to the White House without going through the extraterrestrial issue. Wow. Now, in terms of strategy for this year, PRG is, you know, if as long as I can keep raising funds, I should be able to stay in Washington and continue to pursue this from the D.C. area because uh, I'm working with media here, and I'm also meeting with members of the, you know, congressional staff on, on hearings, which is a side thing going on at the same time. Um, if somehow... Um, this, these questions don't get conf- confront her, and they somehow slip through the next eight months to the election. One of two things will happen. Uh, someone other than Hillary Clinton will win the election, or Secretary Clinton will win the election. If Secretary Clinton wins the election... Hey, it could be Bill every- Murray. Remember, Bill Murray says he's gonna he's gonna uh, come part of the uh, presidential race. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. God knows who this is all over. But if, <laughs> if she wins, then given everything that's happened over the last fourteen months and going forward eighteen months, we're going to be positioned to put enormous pressure on her new presidency, starting literally in the transition period. Yeah, but there's so many people that are voting that are – she's not going to get the presidency. She's well, I'm not. just saying, if she does, that that's the strategy. Now, if she doesn't get the presidency, that is going to be a much tougher situation. And I'll have to reassess Paradigm Research Group strategy and the disclosure advocacy movement at that point. Mm-hmm. Because if somehow the press is able to stand down, particularly the, 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 uh, the television press, able to stand down and – it, this still hasn't broken out by the election, and then she doesn't win, and we have either Bernie Sanders or, or a, uh, a Republican. I will be flabbergasted 
I'm more than just disappointed. I will be stunned. I mean, I will have underestimated things to a degree that I didn't think I could do. And also underestimated just how bad things are in the United States right now. And we'll have to assess our strategy. But I'll tell you, I don't expect to have that problem. Interesting. Uh, the goal is disclosure before the nominating conventions, which is absolutely in the best interest of the American people. And there's one other thing that the esteemed geniuses that are running her campaign, that are serving the president in the White House, and are running around the halls of the Pentagon. The, I assure you that Russia and China are watching all of this press. They see it all, believe me. They, I assure you that all of this political coverage is not going unnoticed by the Kremlin or by Beijing. Beijing. Mm -hmm. And so as they see this thing advancing and getting closer, either one of those heads of state could say, okay, it looks like this is just about over, so I think I'll go ahead and uh, make the call. I'll, I'll make the announcement, get out ahead of uh, everybody else, get out ahead of the uh, United States, and uh, Barack Obama can uh, come in second. And you know how it is with uh, you know, sporting events and so forth and races mm -hmm. and marathons. Who remembers who came in second? So uh, they're at that risk. They're, wow. They've always been at that risk. But the closer we, we get, the more intense pressure that develops here, the more likely they may say, well, look, okay, it's time to jump in. And so you could have a situation where Vladimir Putin announces to the world the extraterrestrial presence, and what the U.S. does after that, nobody's going to give a shit. And mm -hmm. so they got they have serious historical problems, and or have problems of a historical nature. And let's face it, that's not the only problem they have. We are seeing a a government that is now about 240 years old, 230 years old, whatever, uh, 240. That is lost its ability to make tough decisions. It's lost its ability to understand history. It's lost its ability to act in an appropriate way and is screwing up everywhere, which is why the demagogues have shown up. When, when things get bad enough, the demagogues show up. So, so we have got to get our act together here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. right? uh, you know, China's on the rise. People say Russia's going down. Wrong. The U.S. is going down. Many countries in Europe are already ahead of us. We're, we're ranked in the 20s and 30s in dozens of of categories. The U.S. is in significant decline. So consequently, th th this is an example of that. The U.S. government has known about the extraterrestrial presence since the 40s, has, has embargoed the issue for 68 years. The first 50 or whatever, 47, were probably not... It wasn't the worst decision. I mean, it was a Cold War. There was a nuclear threat. But the last 22 years have got no excuse. And so, they, and, they, but, and, and as the thing just closes in on them, they still can't deal with it, you know? It's like, you know, I just wish it would go away. Like, I wish China <laughs> would go away, and, 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 the, and Russia and, and those nukes would go away, and then everything would be okay. They're paralyzed. The White House is somewhat paralyzed. The entire Congress is paralyzed. That's for true. Right? And so this is their moment of truth. And the beauty of this particular issue, unlike war and environmental destruction and all the other things you're dealing with, this issue, as they actually deal with it, opens the door to a whole new world. Right. It brings 
the entire human race into a a a knowledge or knowledgeable understanding of the most profound thing they're ever going to learn, and that is that they're not alone in a universe that's probably loaded with civilization, which means that the future has almost unimaginable possibilities in addition to bad things. That's a big deal. That's a positive thing. That's an unbelievable accomplishment. All they have to do is answer a few damn questions, and the press need to ask some appropriate question. That's how close we are. This isn't the, the you know, this, this, you know, this isn't like the Clinton scandal where they were finally forced to deal with an extremely unpleasant thing mm-hmm. that mostly was personal that led to the, the, you know, Ken Starr report, one of the most gross political documents ever, you know, produced, which many people read and then tried to hang themselves. Um, it, it's not that. It leads to the acknowledgement long coming that we're not alone in the universe so what can i say i think we're winning right now i I think that shows like yours have played an important role in that you know i've done it i don't know how many times i've done 150 coast to coast we've had an audience to talk to now for 20 some years uh because of the internet mostly almost 90 percent of all of my interviews been on internet radio Mm -hmm. and while the audience may not be huge almost all of those are archived which means they can still be heard and then they're linked, you know, these links turn up on, on Google searches, which is not the case when you do a couple of minutes on MSNBC or something. And so right. we have an audience. The information is there. All of this could be reviewed at any time by billions of people. And so, again, all of this, you know, all the researchers, all of the media people, all of these shows, uh, all of this has led to this moment where the pressure on the establishment particularly in a presidential campaign, which is when, you know, they have to pay attention, they have to respond, and so forth. This is what presidential year would be different. Right. Is literally coming to the point where this is about to finally break through. That would be, that would be amazing. That would, uh, I, I, am, I am all for it. I really hope it goes down like that. I really do. Uh, a couple of questions from the chat while we've got time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bill wants to know, what about the possibility of another whistleblower within the government uh, being the source of disclosure with documents similar to what Edward Snowden did? Certainly possible. There's rumors that there's a former NASA guy about to release a bunch of documents. Fine. If they, they come out, we'll assess them. Um, there have been other people that have claimed to be whistleblowers. There's a lot of people trying to jump into the ring, some of which are just, you know, they're jumping into the pool, but they, they, they're not really real. But, mm-hmm. you know. They got a bathing suit, so they can jump in. <laughs> uh, Do you think the presence if... of a whistleblower would help, kind of, you know, snowball this and, and get her to talk well, about it if something came out? Well, first of all, I don't call them whistleblowers. Okay. Right. A whistleblower is an inside person that comes forward to reveal uh, improprieties or illegal actions. Um, the government, the fundamental policy of truth embargo is not illegal. They are witnesses. These are people that are saying, look, I saw this, I did this, I want to talk about it now, or here's some documents. They are not Edward Snowden's. Mm-hmm. They are witnesses, and there's a big difference. And believe me, a lot of these witnesses don't like to be called whistleblowers. But in many people's mind, they sort of get the two confused. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to see a couple fairly significant uh, witnesses emerge. Uh, you know, we've lost about five in just the last two years, so you know, we, we need them to be replaced. Uh, and yes, any of that will just make it that much harder for the media and for the candidates to c- continue to whistle by the graveyard. 
That's interesting. That That is an interesting take on it. Do you think that we will see the other candidates kind of following Hillary's footsteps and at least make a comment on it? Because have they? Because I don't think I've heard anything from Bernie or, or any no, of the Republicans of them, about this. None of them have right. and none of them have said anything. Well, there's two possibilities here. First of all, if she is asked about it, if she finally breaks out and she gives a serious response, all of the other candidates will be asked. I mean, they're all going to have to give their position, and I can tell you all the other candidates are so far behind the curve, it's not even funny. They're not going to look good. Mm. And if they make the mistake of trying to act like they know what they're talking about, it's going to get even worse. So they got a problem. But there's another possibility, and that is that, you know, and I've been surprised it hasn't happened already, that any, any uh, one of the Republican candidates will attack her on this issue, referring to the evidence and everything that's come forward and saying, you know, well, she believes in UFOs or whatever the hell, don't vote for her. That would then also put it in play. She'd have to respond to that and go, we escalate very quickly. But they don't do it. They've never done it. They didn't. They haven't done it in 20-some years. The Republicans have never attacked the Democrats, or particularly the Clinton, the entire Clinton team, who have been, you know, big in politics right. since 1992, on this issue. And I, and the only explanation I have for that is that the, the leaders of the party, the intelligentsia, are fully aware of the ET presence, and they know that if they were to attack the Democrats on this issue, and then the issue it comes public, they of course will take a huge hit. I mean, they look like idiots. Right. And so in spite of their hatred for the, the other side and the Democrats and their blind hatred for the Clintons, they don't dare attack them on this issue, which is just one more of a hundred reasons why a logical person would understand that this issue was absolutely true. There is an extraterrestrial presence. The government knows that the government's embargoed it. Uh, and that's the status. Wow. That would be an amazing debate. I would love to see that. That, uh, you may. that actually, you may yeah, uh, I, I'm going to have to start actually paying attention more now, and that's very sad because they say a lot of dumb things, and it makes me very sad. <laughs> 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 I try to just read news headlines and then keep scrolling. <laughs> Another question is, you you, you kind of mentioned that you know China and Russia are, are fall you know are following this very closely. You know, out of curiosity, do, who do you think would be the first to pull the trigger uh, out of those two? Putin is the most likely of any developed country to be the first. Um, everything that he's been doing over the last certainly five years um, says, you know, uh, uh, would I take advantage of? Would I? Would I? Would I take this legacy? Would I? Would I preempt the U.S.? Everything he's done says, yeah, sure he would. Um, and, you know, of course, I one day I'd love to ask him, well, why did you wait so long? I mean, he has, I'm sure he has good reason. But uh, this is an unbelievably important historical legacy right. for the political leader, or head of state, and their party and their country to be the first to formally acknowledge, finally, you know, 10,000 years you know, into the, the modern or the, you know, the, the, the modern era of human civilization, that, guess what, we're not alone in the universe. We have visitors. That's an unbelievable legacy. And the idea that, you know, all these leaders are going, oh, I don't want it, I don't, you take it, you take it. No, 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 no. They're assessing it all the time. It could be Britain, it could be UK, it could be France, it could be Canada even, I mean, Canada, and they could probably do it. Um, certainly China. Uh, it's, you know, not every country could pull this off. Um Though even a smaller country could trigger, if they made the announcement, I mean, mm -hmm. some tiny little island nation, but, you know, a modest country, 
maybe even Italy or Portugal were to do it, it would it could trigger an, a, a series of events that would lead to full out disclosure uh, from the major countries. But I you know, don't know. That's harder to predict. But you know, there are four or five or six major countries. Any head of state could break this tomorrow and take that legacy for themselves. So which country is more hungry for political legacy, for increasing their world scheme, for showing up the West? Well, the answer is obvious, isn't it? Yeah, that is an obvious answer. You know, you would think with all that much at stake, it, you know, it, it, we, we're, you know, like you said, we, we really are would be sitting on the brink of this of somebody just, you know, getting that PR person and that press release ready to send out. Because I mean, it, I mean, if the U.S. is, 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 you know, like you say, we're in such bad shape, this would be the perfect thing to say. And I think us not saying it would be absolutely devastating. It you know, if we got second. beat by yeah, somebody else, you know, here's why it's devastating. The U.S. has been the principal proponent of the truth embargo. It started it, it's maintained it, it's put huge resources into it, right? It's contained the networks, the major print publications, and cajoled its, uh, cajoled its candidates, so a World War II ally to go along. So now if Putin makes the announcement, the, the United States loses all of the legacy, but still has to deal with all of the negative aspects of the history of the embargo. It gets all the crap without the glory. I mean, it's a double. It's a double hit. It's a disaster. It's a no-win. You know, if you look at governance in the United States over the last 20 years, you see constantly one situation after another where if we make a particular decision, something very good happens, and we don't do it. Or if we uh, don't do a particular thing, it will clearly be best for us, and we do just the opposite. This is happening over and over and over again. It's happening so much that you know there are there are contingencies of, of conspiracy-minded people on the internet that put out lots of posts, whole websites devoted to the theory that the American political class is deliberately doing these things, not out of stupidity, stupidity or incompetence, but out of a shrewd policy to actually destroy the country. Now that's pretty damn bizarre. Well, yeah, hold on. I got to ask: Does this jump back to? Is it really the political party, or is it the Illuminati in the background controlling everything? I have no idea. I don't know who the Illuminati are until somebody gives me their names and addresses, shows me documents, photos, whatever. Okay, uh, Bilderberg means Group. Nothing to me. What now? How, how about the Bilderberg Group? And again, Bilderberg Group is just one of a number of things, uh, instances where people in many countries come together and think about the future. And, and power is certainly, you know, discussed. And Think about the future or decide the future, i got to ask. Uh, it, it, look, it, it, well, I'm referring just to the country now. In other words, it's, it's, not, it's not shocking that some people from another country would be plotting to see the U.S. collapse. I'm saying there are people, a lot of people now uh, on the net will express the view that the United States people, United States officials, are doing and, and, and making these very awful decisions or failure to act to deliberately destroy their own country. That's how bad it's gotten. I mean, you have got to screw up a lot before right. your own people think that you're doing it deliberately to destroy the country. So we have got to start doing some stuff right, and ending this truth embargo has got to be near the absolute top of the list. I would say so. With the way things are going, I'll I would absolutely say so.
Stephen, thank you so much for being on with us tonight. We are running short of time here. So please give out your website address again. Let people know where they can find you, follow you, so we can watch with bated breath here and see what happens this year. Absolutely. Well, first of all, if you, you, know, if you go to paradigmresearchgroup.org and you go into the main site, you'll see uh, links where you can subscribe to the PRG mail list, email list. Uh, paradigmresearchgroup.org is the uh, main main link. Uh, on that page alone, there's four key links. One is to how you can support PRG. One is to the Rockefeller Initiative. Another is to the, the full status of the Congressional Hearing Political Initiative. And then the fourth link goes into the main site where you can then go further into the PRG stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the site now. You've got a lot of great links, especially the news links. I'm going to have to go and, and read some of the uh, the news oh, coverage yeah. that you were talking about. It's all right here. It's wonderful. Really, really well, very well put together. Thank you. Absolutely. Stephen, thank again. Thank you so much for being on. Thank I am sure Steve. that we're going yeah, to talk to you, to you again yes, very soon. Angel, good to see you, man. You've been a great supporter. I, I look forward to doing your show again real soon after the next major development. Oh, we can't wait. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Thank you very much. Steven, thank you. Yeah, have a great night. You too. That, that was the always fascinating Stephen Bassett, who we love talking to here on Skywatchers Radio. True enough, fascinating. I, I got uh, Yes, very much so. I did not realize this was going down like that, so now I'm going to have to spend some time on his website tomorrow and uh, and reading this stuff because you know Stephen's in the know, so I'm definitely right. going to have to check it out. It would, uh, I I think it would be great for our ratings if he is correct on a completely selfish note. <laughs> <laughs> Especially all the shows that you guys have been doing over the years, you know that that'll be great. All the all all of us sitting there going, "I told, told you, so. you so." That's right. That's right. Yes, we do. All right, everybody. Skywatchers Radio will be back next mm-hmm. Wednesday. We promise to uh, do a better job with our guests, so you don't have to listen to all those ads again. I'm so sorry. You'll get over it. It's fine. You'd love them. And uh, who is our guest next week? The mystery uh, you, guest. Do we know? You, you it's totally, the mystery you, guest. No, we, that's why you totally put me on the spot here. Good job, oh, Chris. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, if you go to our Facebook event page, we do have a guest, and I am a terrible host tonight because I have, don't remember our guest's name. But we've got one, and it's going to happen next next Wednesday. So you should come hang out with us. We'll check into the issue on the uh, on the website with the chat. But you can always come hang out in our Skype chat room, uh, PSN chat in Skype. You can get at us on Facebook and you can get at us on Twitter. Other guys, say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody, and have a great and amazing rest of the week. Till next Wednesday at same UFO time, same UFO channel, psnradio.com.